Lovely jubbly. Well, people are constantly asking me, I know someone who's depressed. Sucked in. And that person, obviously, as a few caveats before I even begin to give advice about this, because as you probably know, I didn't do a degree in psychology or psychiatry, whatever the fuck it's called. But I've read a lot of books on self-help, and I do think a couple of things, this is where you're getting your advice from. First off, I think that depression, antidepressants, and anxiety meds are overprescribed. Because you read studies that say they are and aren't, but every time you read the ones that say they aren't, they'll say something like, a bunch of Australians uh, persisted to have depressed feelings after taking the medication and didn't go to the government programs that were talking about depression. Well, that would indicate that probably they didn't need to be medicated, did they? It would be much better if they first off went over to the government programs to just say, hey, I'm depressed, can you help me out with that? And then if it persists, you start with mind-altering drugs. <laughs> and the other thing is that they're overprescribed, uh, maybe, but then they're also definitely, people just keep them going for much longer than they need them to go because it just becomes a habit as part of your day. And I think that that is a bad, bad idea because these, t- these drugs probably do things to your mind that is not a good idea. It's the same reason that I'm not pro, you know, drugs that are off the market as opposed to those that are on the market. And so I think that if you are taking medication for depressants, you should be, I think like if you're going down that path, it should be the last, last, last resort. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think that a lot of people that think they're depressed aren't actually depressed, especially when you go to a doctor and it's this easy. You just say, I'm depressed. And the doctor goes, okay, and gives you a prescription. So it worked with me when I was 19. And now that I think back at it, I was like, no, it wasn't that I wasn't depressed. And this is what I'm getting to. I think that most people, or like a, a very, there'd be like a distinction between them being psychologically depressed and chemically depressed. I think the people that are chemically depressed, the people that legitimately are depressed, that is a teeny, teeny number of people. That is people that everything else is going on and fine in their life, and then they, you know, feel sad. But if something isn't going on real in your life, it's normal to feel sad. And so you probably shouldn't just be dumping something called like Colonestraville 65, you know? You shouldn't be putting that in your mouth. Those are my views on the matter. And so with that in mind, I think the first thing to do is obviously to just direct them to the government agency saying, hey, I'm depressed. Or a litany of the other ones. But I think that, as is the catch cry of the self-help channel, you cannot influence anyone. Well, you can influence them. That's too strong. You can't force them to do something. And so a lot of people, especially when they're depressed, kind of just get used to that feeling. And it would be a stretch to say that they like it, but it wouldn't be a stretch to say that they're not motivated enough to get out of it. Yeah? And that's kind of you as well. There's a lot of things that someone would come up to you and say, hey, you need to change this, this, and this about your life. And your response would be, fuck off! Like right now, and a lot of the comments on this channel. No, nah, no, nah, most of you are fine. But some of these low lives that make me feel bad and depressed, which is the second thing that I've got to say. Look, depression should be used to describe, in my view anyway, somebody who needs that medicine so that their brain can produce the chemicals it needs to produce to function correctly. Everything after that, I think, should have other names like I'm feeling moody, blue, down. And that's a part of life. You do feel these 
feels at some point in your life. You feel down. Yeah? I've given you numerous tools on this channel as to how to pep yourself up, but there might just be an underlying mood sometimes. Everybody gets that, where you're just kind of in a lull in life. And that might be what your friend is going through, the person that commented this. I don't know because I've never met them in my life, so I'm not going to sit there and say, yeah, they're depressed or yeah, they're faking it. But I do think that a lot of people just misdiagnose themselves and then they go to a doctor that just says, yeah, okay, and then just gives it to you and then you're just taking this for nothing. Yeah, so I think that as a friend, obviously, you direct them to those programs. They might not do it, they might do it, it might not help. But I think in a large, large instance, if you do the following, which is what I really want to get to, because this is just basic mental health upkeep, because this is the other thing that I hate about it as well. It's that the people that are the most despicable people on earth are always the ones where I'm like, are you okay, mental health day? <sighs> your problem is you spend too much time on the computer, and it's probably yours, seeing as you're watching me now. But that is usually one of the major problems. I think it's just that people spend way too much time indoors, and they spend way too much time on the computer, and these things are proven to make you feel like shit. Is it that surprising? So I think that as a good friend, if they're feeling down, what is the antidote to most sadness in life? Progress. Just write that down. The key to happiness in life is progress. So what you do is what suicide hotlines do. You try and get some goal. And I'm talking about a tiny goal because that's all they're even looking for when they're talking about somebody that's going to commit suicide, right? They're just looking for something that they can look forward to and schedule into their day. If it's just like, I like music, they say, well, how about you go to the music shop on Thursday? You just have a look around. You like all your little artists. And then you think about ending it after that. Hmm? And then they say, and if that, just call me up and tell me how you're feeling after that, yeah? So what they're doing is they're scheduling things in the future for you to look forward to. Now, that is crucial regardless of whether you are in a lull in life or you're depressed or anything like that. That is going to be one of the cure-alls. It is basic mental health, isn't it? Basic, basic mental health. You need to have things that you are looking forward to because when you stagnate, you start to feel crap. When you are moving forward in life, you don't. It is that simple. And so what you should be trying to do is schedule things with them. There's two reasons for this. The first one is when you're depressed, you are focusing on things that make you feel depressed. Usually, 95% of the time, that's you focusing on yourself. As soon as you start looking out in the world, you start feeling better because it's just much bigger. It's not this little prism inside your head of, I live in one of the best societies on earth and I have a bath every night. Yeah? It's because you have a lot of time to wallow. That is a freedom. That is a freedom that has been afforded to us by a lot of people that lived much, much worse, more depressing lives than we did. And so we are in that position now to have existential crises. But think about what a beautiful first world issue that is. You feel like that a lot of the time, unless you have those chemical imbalances, 
because you're focusing on yourself and you don't schedule things in so you have nothing to look forward to in life. And so if you are one of the friends that sees somebody that's in a lull, the first thing that I think that you should do, which is something that you can do to try and trick and influence them, is to say, hey, you know what they're into, right? But you try and say to them, let's give the example of music again. So you like music, huh? Yeah. Well, how about you give me a nice little play and you make a little performance for me on Thursday and I'll listen to you play then. And then they'll start practicing the instrument. And then, they'll obviously, because there's like a bit of pressure there as well, they'll be focusing on that so much that they'll be ensconced away from those problems. And it's just putting those little habits in your mind, which is what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. Now that is a distraction in itself and obviously the place that you wanna get to in life is where you can kinda just be happy as is and be in the moment. But the thing is, if you're in one of those lull periods in life, you don't want to be in the moment, do you? That is a time when you should be looking to the future and you should be looking towards things that you are excited about. So what you should do is try and get that leverage. Just enter their world, listen to them talk about how unfair it is, and then just start slowly guiding it towards how can you make the future brighter for yourself? Yeah? All right. If you found that useful, there is heaps and heaps and heaps of this on the Jordan Shanks channel. And I really do think this, please invest in yourself. It's such a small investment, couple of bucks a week, maybe five tops, and you will be getting all of the exclusive stuff that I've been thinking about that week, the really big things that I think, yep, okay, that is an important message. Those are the things that are on there, the really crucial stuff, the stuff that gets you ahead because we're not talking about, this video is just about surviving, yeah? Most of what I talk about is thriving. I am really into thriving, I am into, okay, you're here, let's make it way bigger. That's what's important about those videos because most of the time, people have tiny, tiny little goals in their life of, oh, it'd be great if I were a police lawyer, or something like that. Well, why don't you aim to be police chief commissioner? What are you going for that? If that is an office in Australia, I think it's just a police commissioner. <laughs> yeah? So, why don't you do that? I will see you another time, and I really thank you for checking this show out, because I am an avid, avid supporter of the idea that you need to have self-help drummed into your head. Have I said that before? That's something I've definitely drummed into you, haven't I? Well, thank you for your time.